That boy's always been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and he still is. I was saved under Dick Goopel's ministry. And I was in a lot of trouble too. So I'm proud of you, Jack. Jack asked me to do this because in my billfold I have a class, well, it used to be class one, it's class A license. And because I was saved in the cab of a truck in St. Palmfield, Quebec. And I was called to the ministry, called to school from the cab of a truck. And then I was called into the ministry from a truck. So that's pretty much my testimony. It's kind of hard for me. We drove down here today in a snowstorm, and I had two truck drivers with me. So if you don't get a truck driver story, I got two guys that can just talk to you for hours. <laughs> we came down with two truck, two truck drivers, two bankers, and a mechanic. So we were ready for anything. People like calendars. I like calendars. You know, when you're not a believer, you know the kind of calendars the guys have. But then you become a believer. Some people have religious calendars. My calendar is Western Stars. That's my favorite calendar. My, my brother-in-law is a mechanic for a Western Star dealership, and I get the top picks of the calendars. So that's my calendars. I, lo I love trucks. I love trucks. I like the smell of diesel fuel when I pull by one on the interstate or on the Trans-Canada. I enjoy eating at truck stops like Die Starts or the big stops that Irving has. I only drink Irving coffee. I know where every station is between here and Portland. And I only drink Irving coffee. When I was young, I told my wife, I said, you know, when we get older, my son's grown, I said, we should go trucking. I'll teach you how. And we just travel the country doing that. But the Lord had other ideas. When I was 21 years old, I was married, had a son, and I could care less about God. I was in a lot of trouble. And I'd never heard the gospel. I'd really never heard the gospel. Some people say, well, you must have heard the gospel. But I really can't remember hearing the gospel. I grew up in a small town in northern Maine, and we had religious people and all that from a lot of different denominations. But I really never heard the gospel. My wife was a senior in college, and a classmate of hers shared the gospel with her, and she brought that home to us and said that we were invited out to a church service. And we were in trouble. And I thought, well, we should go. We went to a little church. Dick Goopel was a pastor. Went there for a few weeks. And I was trucking. We have this thing in northern Maine. We grow the trees. The Quebecers cut the trees. We haul the trees. The Quebecers saw the trees. And then they sell them back to us so we can build our houses. <laughs> so anyway, I was hauling the trees into Quebec. And uh, I was in the mill yard. And I was thinking about the gospel. I told my wife once, I said, you know, Hannah, I said, uh, if, I, if I believed in God, I think I'd be Jewish because they don't believe in Christ. Maybe I could just believe in God like that. My wife came from a very religious family. My family, uh, my dad made me go to church one time because I came home drunk. 
It's a form of discipline. But uh, I heard the gospel. And I'll tell you something, that makes sense. The gospel is simple. It's understandable. I'm sitting there in my truck in St. Paulville, Quebec, and only God understands my language. Nobody else in that town does. But I, I bowed my head in that truck, and I asked the Lord Jesus Christ to save me. I didn't have a clue, really, what was involved beyond that. When I came back out of Quebec into Maine, I, I, I looked down that road, and I, I just sensed there was something different. I, I didn't know what it was, but I sensed there was something different. A few years went by, and I was trucking, and the Lord was calling me into ministry to go to Bible school. And that was a little foreign thing to me, and got to know some people from MBBI, and my pastor was telling me about it, and I was trucking, and in that truck I'd say, you know, I, we don't have any money, and how do I go and live in Canada, and blah, 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 and the Lord would say, consider the lilies, look at the birds, take care of you. It's one of those times where we witness to my family, witness to her family, and if this thing is true, why not find out? If God's really calling me, he'll take care of me. And if not, well, we've proven this thing doesn't work. We'll go back home and I'll just go back trucking. So we were talking about that, my wife and myself, and her contract came due. She was, t- she was teaching and her contract was ready to sign for the next year. She said, what are we going to do with this? She worked hard for that. I said, you're not going to sign it. We're going to, we're going to go to Bible school. That's what we did. So we came to Bible school, and it was my freshman year, after my freshman year, between my freshman year and my junior year, I couldn't wait for school to get over so I could go back home trucking. Because I enjoy trucking better than I did school, I'll tell you that. But God didn't call me to truck, he called me to school. I was, uh, had a self-loader on a truck, and I was loading a load of logs way up in the North Main Woods, and I sensed somebody behind me, and I turned and looked, and there was a guy there. His name was Don Ballantyne. Does anybody here know Don Ballantyne? Is he still alive? Anyways, Don Ballantyne. Don Ballantyne had graduated, and he was pastoring a little church down in Eel River. Does anybody know where Eel River is? Okay, good. So Don was pastoring that church. So Don says, that my fa- he found my father, and my father brought him up there and found me in the woods. I don't know how he did that. But anyway, Don says, Gary says, I'm leaving to go to Ontario. He said, I've been called. I said, Don, you're always being called to something. So I'm pastoring a church down in the Air River. I use pastoring loosely. <laughs> and uh, Don says, uh, come on down and uh, candidate. I said, uh, Don, I've got one message. I've had one year of Bible school. How do I pastor a church? He said, listen, you don't know until you try. Come down, preach your message, see what happens. So, okay, Don, I'll do that. Sunday, put my wife and my son in the car. We drive down to the river. Never been there before. Drank some Eno. Had my message. 
preach my message. We're standing out in the churchyard afterwards, and the deacon comes out with a handful of Canadian money, gives it to me. I said, what are you giving that to me for? He said, well, you're our new pastor. <laughs> hey, hey, that's the way it was. So uh, I was going to Eel River every Sunday. And I'll tell you something, they used me well. They used us well. There was four families. They'd have us in for dinner every Sunday. They'd change families. And they used us very well. And they would make believe that it was really interesting to listen to me. <laughs> Mr. Smith would sit up in the front, and Mr. Smith was hard of hearing, and I tried to talk loud enough that Mr. Smith could hear. But all those things sprang out of that, my occupation, you know. The Lord touched my life while I was right there. My pastor gave me a verse in the midst of all that. It was Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee and I'll show you the great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I've been in the ministry now for 34 years. I've been in the church I'm in now for 30 years because God is good. I love trucks. I miss trucking. I love truck drivers. I love to listen to truck drivers. When I see the big rig on its side, I get emotional. I think they are people to reach. When I was first saved, Jack, you don't have to tell me. I'm not keeping track of time. Where is he? When I was saved, uh, a year after I was saved, we were trucking, and another truck driver came up to me, and he said, uh, Gary, said, uh, what happened to you? I said, what, what do you mean what happened to me? He said, well, a year ago, he said, you had the filthiest mouth and the worst language. And he said, you don't talk like that anymore. I said, well, I got saved. I said, I asked, I asked Christ to forgive me for my sins. I got saved. This, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a week before Christmas, this year, He's now, uh, he owns a company. He probably has 20 employees, probably has 10 truck drivers. Hadn't seen him for a while. <clears throat> he comes in my office and he has a present for me. And he gives me the same present that he gives his truck drivers and his heavy equipment operators. And it was really a nice present. And he was telling me about his belief and how he believes, like I believe. I've gotten a lot of presence in my life. Very few match that one. The gospel's true. The gospel's for truck drivers, especially truck drivers who are lost, who need to hear that, and they need to see that. They need to see it changes our manner of living. It changes our mouth. They need to see that. So I'm happy to be with you here tonight. Thank you.